0: It's time for DEMA Live, the number one radio show in the private service industry. DEMA Live is a radio show that allows private service professionals to discuss topics that pertain to their industry. Now, here are your hosts, DEMA National President Matthew Hack and private service professional DJ Haberkamp. LinkedIn, what is it? How do I use it? Why should I want to? Those are all questions we'll be exploring on this edition of DEMA Live. DEMA is all about making connections, connections between individuals in private service and their fellow service providers. But not only that, connections between employers, product and service suppliers, staffing agencies, and educators in the high net worth service industry. Professional relationships are the key to success in the private service industry and LinkedIn can be a valuable tool in building a professional network. So let's explore that as we talk here on DEMA Live. Today, DEMA Live is an online radio show produced by the Domestic Estate Management Association, a professional trade association with a mission to serve those that serve others. Our website is www.domesticmanagers.com. DEMA Live is intended to bring private service professionals, product suppliers, principals, and recruitment agencies together To discuss topics of interest to the high net worth service industry. My name is Matthew Hack, and I'm the president of the Domestic Estate Management Association. Today, I'll be your host, and we are normally joined by my co-host, DJ Haverkamp, who is a private service professional based in the New York area. However, as certain things happen for private service professionals, he has been called out on a uh, a job to uh, handle for his principal and will be unable to be on today's show. So, we, uh, we send out uh, our, our uh, sympathy to him and hope that we can uh, have him on next week's show. So, DJ, we're uh, thinking about you. We can take questions and comments live during the show today. And if you'd like to call in or speak about our, uh, with our guest about a question or text us a question, you can do so at 313-404-3998. Once again, that number to text all of your questions to is 313 313- Four zero three nine nine eight. So at this point, I wanted to go ahead and uh, roll into the show. Uh, wanted to uh, welcome everyone back. That's a, a listener out there. It's been a, a, a few weeks since we've had a beam live, and wanted to get back rock and rolling here. Um, we have been away uh, doing a ton of traveling across the country. I've been able to uh, come out to a lot of chapters and see how everybody's doing and do some follow-up and answer some questions and hopefully uh, get people uh, uh, all of the, all of the uh, resources that they're looking for to be successful in the private service industry. In addition to that, we've been working on a new website, which we're only mere hours away from launching. Uh, tomorrow we'll be launching the new VEMA website. So please stay, uh, uh, stay online and in touch uh, regarding that, you should receive an email uh, allowing you to uh, or asking you to join the new website. Some of the new functions and, and pieces on that website are obviously going to be an updated video catalog, uh, updated article archive, as well as uh, an updated job board where uh, agencies will be able to post job board uh, jobs on the on the job board and forum. And I also have an active forum as well on the website. So we're extremely excited about that. Um, But we will touch more on that later here on the show. Um, Our guest on the show today is Donna Shannon from Personal Touch Career Services. Donna has been a longtime DEMA member and a past guest here on DEMA Live. She's based in Denver, Colorado. So Donna, without further ado, welcome to the show.
1: Well, thanks, Matt. It's great to be with you again.
0: Absolutely. It's always great to have Donna on the show, Uh, the perspectives and uh, examples that you bring to the show are extremely enlightening and so we're always excited to have you here. Um, obviously, today is a great day uh, for discussing the topic that we're going to be talking about with LinkedIn. Uh, before we do though, let's just take a moment and give our listeners a chance to get to know a little bit more about you, Donna. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your your company, per, personal uh, Personal Touch Career Services?
1: Sure. So, Uh, My own personal background before getting involved with private services, I did human resources and recruiting, and I actually got my start with private service as working in the placement office over at Starkey International here in Denver, which was great because it's a school, so it taught me a lot about what the industry was like in addition to all the writing talents that I already had. So when I left there, I continued to work with private service professionals, specifically on the practical tools for the job search. And over the years, my company has definitely evolved. Um, We do a lot of resume writing, LinkedIn profile development, I've taught several workshops, both in person and online, and we are one of the few career coaching services in the United States that actually focuses on and understands the private service industry, which is one of the reasons, I think, DEMA chose me as their uh, private service educator of the year back in 2014.
0: Well, it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just Dima. It was uh, it was the members that 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 selected you and nominated you. So, um, you know that's that's a credit to you and the impact that you've had on our membership and you know the positive um, re- resource that you have proven to them. So, you know, obviously as we've gotten to know DEMA members around the country, I find varying degrees of interest in LinkedIn. Some folks are very active. And others don't know what it is or haven't joined for one reason or another. So maybe we can start out there and have you give our listeners a kind of an overview of what LinkedIn is.
1: Sure. So LinkedIn has become the number one social networking site for professionals across the world. So it's starting to push into 500 million users worldwide. It's estimated that one out of every four professionals on the planet is actually on LinkedIn. So believe it or not, the site actually started in 2003. So it's been around a lot longer than people realize. And it has a lot of features that make it flexible, not only for the private service industry, which considering the way it's grown, it's become more relevant to the private service industry than when, like when it first started. Uh, and not only that, it doesn't cost a whole lot to get involved and start having a presence on LinkedIn as long as you're using it in like an intelligent manner. Of course, we can always throw money at problems, but if you don't know the core nature of what you're dealing with, uh, I always encourage people, like, especially if they take one of my classes do everything you can with a free account first before you start pitching money in. (laughs) Hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, that's something that I definitely want to touch on, you know, throughout this conversation is there's always seems to be a catch, right? That's always the, Mm -hmm. that's always probably the number one question that all of our listeners are going to ask themselves right now is, okay, that's great. It's free. What's the catch? You know, do I get to, log on, create a profile, and then I can do, you know, connections with six people. And after that, you know, first six free connections, do I have to pay an additional cost to be able to connect with more people? So that's something that I definitely want to, I want to clarify that for anyone who is not a LinkedIn member, uh, and doesn't understand that yet. But I do know, personally, uh, that LinkedIn recently made some major changes to their website, as far as our profiles go. Do you update our listeners who don't use LinkedIn very often or who aren't familiar with, uh, with LinkedIn, what they've updated?
1: Sure. So in January, 2017, LinkedIn announced that it was doing the biggest changes to the platforms it has ever done since its inception, really. And the whole reason behind this was to make it flow and more streamlined And not only that, the actual website itself now mirrors the way the app was behaving. So that's good, because then you get a seamless experience, whether you're on your mobile device or you're on the website itself. It's not like you have to learn two different platforms, because before they were very, very different. So that was the big reason for the change. Um, Now, there's been some people who have been kind of frustrated with that, because if you were a heavy LinkedIn user before, some of the things that we knew to use automatically have either been changed or moved. And sometimes you kind of have to drill down or click on icons to find stuff that you easily had access to before. So that's one thing to keep in mind. But the other thing is they did do a study of their users and like the top things that people used all the time have made more visible and easier to access so for example if you go to your home screen it will show you on your home screen the stats of how many people have looked at your profile how many people have reviewed your recent posts. so you've got those statistics and you don't have to drill down to find those numbers for example
0: yeah I think that that's one of the hardest things um, that is that you know being human we're all creatures of habit Mm -hmm. right and so when yeah. you get used to using a certain uh function or application, you get used to how it operates and you know, it is definitely frustrating when you're on a lot of these social media websites where they're constantly changing it and upgrading it and telling you, you know, what they feel is going to be the next big thing. And uh mm-hmm. and so that can be definitely frustrating. But if you're someone who hasn't been on LinkedIn, you don't even have to worry about that, right? So um, as someone brand new, and you know, we get a lot, of, uh, a lot of phone calls from people who are coming into the industry, people who have been mm-hmm. in the workforce for a long time, but they want to make that transition into the private service sector. And I always refer them over to you because I feel like you have the insight to be able to communicate to them the importance of not only changing resumes around and not changing them to uh, misrepresent themselves, to actually capture some of the more positive things uh, when it applies to the actual resumes uh, that they're going to be putting forward for these positions, right? So if someone is new uh, and has not used LinkedIn, um, is that something that that you would advise them or how would you advise someone who's new to LinkedIn to get started? Donna? Donna? Hey Matt. Donna, can you hear me?
1: Now I can hear you. That was weird.
0: You uh yeah, we might have might have shorted out there for a couple of seconds, but um you can hear me now?
1: I can hear you now. That's the right, fun good. of live radio, right?
0: Live radio. You know what? We just don't panic, we keep going, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Just like any private <laughs> service professional. There <laughs> you, you go.
0: My my question that I was given to you was, was very simply, when you have someone who's new outside the private service industry, they most likely probably have not set up the LinkedIn profile, or if they have, um, you know, you're going to want to make those adjustments. So how do you get someone started that's new in the private service industry or someone that is not part of LinkedIn?
1: So, yeah, first step is to go through and set up your profile. So as soon as you make a, an account on LinkedIn – it wants to walk you through the steps of uh, actually creating the profile. Now, while that's very helpful, I want to caution people to do it in an intelligent manner. And if you're not comfortable with something that it's asking you for, uh, don't just throw things in there because you're being prompted by the website. Uh, You don't want to commit what I call the LinkedIn cardinal sins. So those are any big mistakes that almost everybody when they first join in makes because they don't know any better. They're just following the prompts on the website. So, for example, it will ask you to import all your connections. Well, if you do that, you might send a spam message to everybody you know. So hit skip. You don't have to do those things immediately. You can always come back and add those things later on.
0: Any uh, Any other things that you recommend avoiding?
1: So when we're talking about the profile itself, too, uh, you do want to enter your work history, but you don't want to just mirror what is in your resume, especially when we're talking about private service people, because confidentiality is a big deal with our industry, right? And you would never put, like, your employer's names, for example. In your work history, you would always say something like, confidential private employer. You may not even list the location. I'm working with a client right now, and they're very, very private and protective of their principals. So they don't have the locations listed for their principal's residence, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: mm, But the other catch with that is you need to show your own level of expertise. Because... uh, we all know that there's people out there who call themselves an estate manager and the residence is 5000 square feet on 1 acre. Well, that's not really an estate manager role, that may be a household manager, but you know, terms are very nebulous in our industry. So, to prove like your level of expertise, one thing I suggest is in the summary of your LinkedIn profile, which is a different area than the work history, you can say experience managing homes up to 20,000 square feet. And if you have three or four employers, there's no way to tell which single employer that was for. So that's a way of showing what service level you are at without necessarily disclosing everything about your employers.
0: Yeah, and you definitely don't want to list any of those employer names on a place like LinkedIn Obviously, you know, back to what you're talking about with the confidentiality situation, but pretty much anyone knows that if you're putting together something on 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 LinkedIn, it, it's not, it doesn't replace your resume. Correct? I mean, it's it's just it's just, a, it's just a social media tool that you can use to be able to get to someone to be able to give them your actual resume, right?
1: Hmm. Yeah. And it's also because more employers are sourcing candidates directly on LinkedIn too.
0: Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So I know a lot of people turn to LinkedIn and they use this when they're searching for new employment. If they are going to do that, how should they, how should they go about doing that as far as posting it and letting people know that they are unemployed or that they're looking for a new position?
1: So one of the things that I also consider a cardinal sin, and you'll see people do this every now and then, is on their current job, they will write seeking work as an estate manager. And to me, that is just kind of like screaming desperation. However, uh, it, it's a catch-22 because LinkedIn says, oh, put your you must have a current job or you won't have all-star status on your profile. But you really don't have to do that. Uh, If you're not working right now, you can still have your last employer be your most recent work experience. What I like to do when we write the summaries is we make them very keyword rich in the very last paragraph of that summary. It would say something like, here on LinkedIn, I am seeking a new estate manager position over estates on the East Coast. Now, of course, if you're in a confidential job search, you wouldn't put anything like that on your profile. But if you're in an open job search, that's something that's helpful not only to like the private service agencies that may find you, but also employers who are looking directly on LinkedIn. So I do want to talk just a moment about that with the idea of employers going and sourcing people on LinkedIn. So this is what's called finding passive candidates. So do you know what a passive candidate is, Matt? No. So a passive candidate means you never applied for the job, but somebody contacts you out of the blue and says, hey, would you be interested in this? So it's a very common strategy that employers and headhunter recruiters in the corporate world have used for years. And that's one way they find people on LinkedIn. So now principals are going out to their HR, their family office, and they're going find somebody for me in the New York area who can manage my estate. So they'll go to LinkedIn, they'll put in the keywords, right? And to find somebody. And then they search through everybody on LinkedIn and they start finding you by your keywords and your profile and see your experience. And all of a sudden you get contacted from the employers. Uh, This is happening more and more often. Uh, It's something I expect to be a growing trend as uh, employers look to take a little bit more control and sidestep the agencies a little bit, I,
0: I have I, I do have a question regarding that, and it's something that's very interesting to me, and, and that's that. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, LinkedIn does not have a job board. Is that correct?
1: Actually, it does. Um, okay, but there's just not very many private service jobs that are going to be under that jobs tab. So there's two places where jobs are listed on LinkedIn. The first one is those paid advertisements. So there's at the top border, there's icons and one says jobs. So on rare occasions, you'll find like a personal assistant job there. Estate managers, not so much. But within the groups, people can post jobs for free. And I have seen a number of agencies go and post their jobs there. So that's the advantage of joining groups on LinkedIn.
0: Well, that's a perfect segue because, you know, we, we definitely want to touch on all of the capabilities of what LinkedIn can present. And one of the big things that LinkedIn does offer that I feel is very beneficial is exactly what you just talked about, which is the groups segment. And there's a lot of information that lies within these groups. There's a lot of writing, uh, uh, educational writing that is uh, applied to these groups as well. So can you touch on that a little bit about how do you leverage uh, your LinkedIn profile when working within a group? How how does that benefit the average private service professional?
1: Okay. So the profile and groups are two different things. So don't think about running your profile for the group. The groups are where we connect with others. And I also use them for my own personal professional development as well as building my reputation. So. One of the traps of private service has always been, you know, you work within the home and there could be an estate manager in the house next to you, but you've never talked to them, right? So this is part of the vision of DEMA is getting together and connecting with other professionals in the area so we have that support system. If you think about that, the groups work very much the same way. So DEMA does have a group on LinkedIn for private service professionals. And it does a lot of that same function. People can come together to share articles, to voice their opinions, to comment on articles, uh, even promote things that they have written themselves. So it's a way to connect not just with the fellow estate managers and private service professionals in their area, but with people across the country and worldwide.
0: Okay. So, real quickly, I mean, I, I wanted to clarify, when I meant profile, I meant being able to utilize your profile. Um, obviously, that's who you are, but you're, you're getting on LinkedIn to create a profile, but you're also getting on LinkedIn to utilize the groups to, you know, further your education, right? I mean, that's, you can right. gain a lot of knowledge by working within the groups to gain knowledge, correct?
1: exactly. Exactly.
0: Okay. All right, cool. That, that's, that's what I, that's what I was trying to, uh, to to put out there. So, so, okay, that's great. So you have the private service professional. And one thing I was going to bring up and that's that when we first started um, with DEMA, one of the things that we saw, uh, cause we used, uh, we, we did use LinkedIn to begin to build uh, the association, uh, but it was very difficult because a lot of people would get on and they would put different job titles on there. Um, have you seen mm-hmm. the trend uh, change immensely from let's say 2007 to now as far as when you have a private service professional you don't have them go on and list themselves as a butler or a estate manager but instead use that that key title of private service professional.
1: You know this is where using different keywords comes into play. And it's not just the job titles within your work experience itself. It's making sure that we layer in the variations throughout the profile. So, for example, um, you know, a resume may work to screen you into a job, but LinkedIn works more like SEO or search engine optimization, where we want high-value keywords repeated in a natural manner. So if you look at my LinkedIn profile, for example, and you read in the summary, it talks about, resumes resume writer interview coaching you know job search coaching and all these different terms a lot of them mean the same thing and that way i will show up in a search no matter what you're looking for you're going to find me under one of those terms so as a private service professional you could use those mix of terms because sometimes somebody's looking for a butler Sometimes someone's looking for an estate manager. Sometimes they want a house manager or a household manager. So you don't want to be not showing up in a search because they're looking for house manager and your profile only says estate manager. Does that make sense? Right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yep, yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's the, that was our number one issue, you know, when we first started with the association is we had um, so many different you know, terms for as far as job titles went, that when you would go on LinkedIn, you just couldn't find, uh, you couldn't find, you know, that that particular person when you would do that job search. And so that was where we kind of, we, we took uh, uh, from, from Mrs. Starkey, you know, she had coined the phrase private service professional. And we think that that's a really good overall uh, title for anyone who's mm-hmm. working in home service. So, you know, I always explain it to, to all of our membership as though, you have um, you have different types of doctors, but they're mm-hmm. still doctors, right? So you right. you have doctors, right. you have anesthesiologists, you have podiatrists, you have uh, you know uh, ophthalmologists. Those are all doctors, right? And they're all listed right. probably under those categories, but they're also listed under the category of doctor. And so that's what we're really emphasizing for any of our membership uh, here with DEMA is make sure that you, you, you definitely use and get used to using that phrase, I'm a private service professional because I think it just adds credence and clarity to what you do in your industry, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, so all right. So let's talk about businesses for a second then. You know, obviously with DEMA, we have quite a few vendors and suppliers that are part of the association. How, how can a business... Uh, Utilize uh, LinkedIn?
1: So, just like a private service professional can voice their opinion on things, a business can as well. So, for example, uh, say you're a high end roofer and you want to promote in your area the fact that you have your services. So, going at it as an educational point of view is always a good thing. So, say, for example, you find an article online that talks about here are the things to look for after a major hailstorm at your property. Do we need to replace the roof, right? And then you could post that article into like the DEMA group and then now you're showing your expertise as well as educating the other private service professionals there and they'll go, oh, okay, well, maybe we need to have our roof looked at. So it's establishing that expertise and building the reputation and that's just where the groups are an awesome platform to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just one more one more tool and platform to be able to to reach out and to and not only that, but also to learn what a private service professional is looking for, right? I mean, you can use oh, yeah. LinkedIn by li- listening to all the uh, conversations that are going on. You can learn a lot just in seeing how everybody communicates, right?
1: Exactly. yeah. 'Cause you know, you need to understand what are the language that the private service people are using. What are the standards are when you're going to an estate and especially if a vendor hasn't been doing a lot of direct marketing in the luxury services understanding what this is about, which is very different than just going and pulling somebody off of Angie's list, right? <laughs>
0: I uh, yeah, that's a that's a whole nother radio show for a whole nother day, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. No, no
0: no offense, Angie. Uh but,
1: yeah.
0: um so real quickly, let's uh I I wanna take a break, uh just real quickly and Tell, tell everyone um, and touch on some points that we are going to be uh, seeing here as far as the association. Um, you know, as I had said, I uh, had the opportunity to to come out. I, I finally got the opportunity to come out there and visit with you, Donna. Uh, that was a yeah. couple months ago, but it was still an opportunity that I had not been able to take advantage of. I've never been out to Denver before, so it was great to get out there and, and get with our chapter out there in Denver. Um, I had an opportunity to, to hit all of the uh, all of the Florida chapters, so a big shout out to uh, to all four chapters that are in uh, that are in Florida. Uh, got an opportunity to swing down to Atlanta uh, and and see uh, all the gang down there in, in, in Atlanta as well. Um, Chicago, we've been working feverishly on that chapter, getting it up and running, and uh, reestablishing it and it's coming along great. Uh, the board's doing a fantastic job there in Chicago. So that's been great here in, here in Detroit. Uh, same thing. We're, uh, we're, we're reestablishing, uh, you know, the running points of, of what the, uh, what the chapters can expect. And so that's growing, uh, uh, at, at great guns as well. Uh, New York I've been out to New York a couple of times and, and been able to see that chapter. Uh, we have a, we, we do have some new presidents out there and I'll be, uh, hopefully be able to get them on the, uh, on DEMA live as well here soon. Um, We do have convention that's coming up. So if you want to go ahead and start uh, purchasing your rooms, you can do so. Uh, We're going to begin, you're going to start seeing a lot of movement on the DEMA convention website as far as speakers. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, we're on the phone, we're on the radio show with one right now. Uh, So Donna, as, uh, as usual, uh, she's usually a uh, superstar or a rock star at our DEMA conventions every year. And I expect nothing different than, uh, than years past this year. So, uh, Donna will be extremely busy meeting each and every one of our uh, attendees this year at the convention. Uh, if you want to do uh, any type of registration or would like to purchase a ticket, you can do so, uh, at the DEMA com website. And then, um, you can just click on, if you want to reserve your hotel room rates, you can do that as well. Um, in addition to that, we have some fairly large news that we're gonna be doing uh launching tomorrow. I'm assuming tomorrow will be a very busy day in the, in the world of Dema. Uh it's been a little over two years. It was funny, Donna, you were saying that uh that um LinkedIn did its biggest update since uh two thousand and they, they were they started in two thousand and four, right? Two thousand and three. Two
1: thousand
0: and three. Uh, and they did their largest update this year at two thousand and seventeen, so guess what Dima's doing their largest uh rebrand uh since two thousand and seven this year so two thousand and seventeen must be the year of uh of change uh, as far as websites go so um so we're really excited about that um,
1: <clears throat>
0: One of the new benefits uh that we're going the one of the new things that we're gonna be able to offer that I've always wanted to be able to offer for our membership is basically a preferred partner benefits program. And what that preferred benefits partner program is going to look like uh, as of tomorrow is anyone who's a DEMA member, uh, you're going to be asked to reach out and contact us. And we are going to have to update all of your uh, information. And what that's going to do is it's going to provide you to, for some preferred partner benefits programs. Uh, one of those pro, uh, benefits is going to be a health protection plus plan, uh, which is basically a telemedicine uh, program where you will be able to call a doctor uh, via phone. And if you have a running medication or let's say you have a symptom, like for example, with me, I, I have uh, uh, frequent ear infections. Um, so I know when I get them and I know what my, my medicine is is normally prescribed. <clears throat> you will be able to call into the doctor and they will prescribe you your medicine via phone to your local uh, drug store or your nearest uh, drug store. So even if you're out on the road, traveling with your principals and you need a, to get a prescription filled, all you'll have to do is uh, instead of going into urgent care, you'll be able to just call up the telemedicine and you'll be able to get that. That normally is a $99 uh, charge for membership. Uh, for our DEMA members, it is included in your uh, $125 membership. So uh, that's one new thing. We're also going to have a RX discount card, uh, discount that's going to be provided. So everyone will get a, a, a discount card for your prescriptions that you can use after you call telemed. Uh, <laughs> so you can go into uh, to your local pharmacy. They should be able to cover that and it gives you a price reduction. So for example, I think we did a research and we found out that Tamiflu shot um, was normally $125 with the discount uh, card. It dropped it down to hundred dollars. So a little bit of savings there. We also are going to uh, have a fraud resolution uh, program that you're going to be uh, automatically enrolled in. Uh, That's uh, very similar to like Lifeline. If you're familiar with that, Um, But this is uh, uh, through a little bit different company, but they do the same uh, type of of, uh, protection when it comes to uh, uh, fraud. Also, uh, you'll be uh, eligible for some cash rewards and discount programs. Uh, We have uh, some travel and fuel savings programs that will be uh, out there as well. And so we are extremely, extremely excited to roll out the new program uh, through DEMA. And, uh, and, and, and go from there. So you guys, uh, stay on your toes for tomorrow. It's going to be a busy day, uh, here with DEMA and we're very excited. Also, uh, last but not least, uh, there is a new, uh, I don't know if everyone knows this or not, but there is a new DEMA estate manual, uh, that is available and for sale now, uh, retails at forty-nine ninety-five, And, uh, it is a extremely chock full packed, uh, Uh, manual that is fillable PDFs. So you'll be able to get that. It'll help set a standard that I'm sure Donna you'll agree uh, has not been established in the households uh, throughout the United States. So, you know, the hope Mm -hmm. is to be able to price, put this at a price point where it's affordable for every single homeowner to have one. So when you do get placed in that new home, you're not walking in blind. You're walking into an owner's operator manual that will help get you up to speed extremely quick and hopefully set you up for success in that new household. so we're extremely excited about that. If you want more information on that, please feel free to contact us at info at domesticmanagers so um so there you go. There's all the new updates uh obviously, that's what we've been busy working on, and we're extremely excited about it so um all right, Donna, back to you
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, yep talking about LinkedIn. I think that one of the biggest concerns that anyone should have when they are working on a social media website, I know I feel this way about Facebook, especially, um, but are there any privacy concerns that, that people should be aware of uh, utilizing LinkedIn? Are there settings that you should have set to make sure that those privacy uh, concerns are taken care of? And should I post my contact information, i.e. phone number, personal email address, et cetera, uh, for for, for public consumption?
1: So one of the things that a lot of people don't realize about LinkedIn is there are a number of different privacy settings. So you don't have to share everything about what you are with the universe all the time. You can actually dive into it, and you can say, for example – once you enter your contact information, make it restricted so that only your first degree connections see it. So first degrees are the people you're directly connected to, your friends, so to speak, right? Uh, you can even do things and go on your, private, your profile and choose what gets shared at what level. So there's actually, you have two profiles on LinkedIn. One is called your public profile, which is shareable on Google, Yahoo, and Bing. That's how those search engines find it. And then there's your main LinkedIn profile, which is searchable and viewable within LinkedIn itself. So on that public profile, that's where especially anybody in private service, you want to go through and make it as private as possible. You can even choose not to show it up public at all. But you can dive as deep into, oh, you can show my job titles, none of the details. You can see my name, but not my picture. You can see maybe my name, but not my location. So you can really make it customized to your comfort level and your principal's comfort level too. Because there's a lot of estates out there that have restrictions on social media and that's your number one guide. You don't want to do anything to uh, violate the standards that your principal has set.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, and I think that that's really important that people do have their settings set up the right way. Do you have, um, just out of curiosity, I know that you're, you're big into uh, doing blog, uh, blog work. Do you have any blog articles that are on your website?
1: Uh, yes, I have quite a few. So uh, specifically about LinkedIn and about networking. Uh, just so you're aware, I do work with uh, business people as well as private service professionals. So uh, just always make sure you're looking at the private service professionals advice because the standards can be different for the two different industries.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They're they're absolutely uh, uh, separate. So um, hey, Donna, one last thing that I'd like to com- uh, co- comment on, and that's that um, overall in general, I think that LinkedIn is really, really good, but I feel like people just do connections to do connections, um, mm-hmm. you know, so you get to that point, and it says, oh, you know, congratulations, you're a lion, or congratulations, you've got over 500 connections, Um mm-hmm. It's great to be able to say that you have have that status, but it's what you do with that status that is so important. So can you give people a couple of tips on what you do personally when you're managing your connections that you get on LinkedIn?
1: So first and foremost, you don't necessarily want to do what I do. Um, By the way, for those of you who don't know what a lion is, a lion is a LinkedIn open networker. So what I teach in my class, I have an online LinkedIn class. Uh, what I teach people is understand your own social media comfort level and work within it. Don't just do something because some chick on the internet told you to do it. Right? Uh, you need to do what is right for you. And for some people, that may mean only connecting with people that they actually know, and uh, their network numbers may be smaller. They really know and understand everybody who is in that network. Uh, For me, as a business owner, I'm completely wide open, and usually I'll accept invitations from just about anybody, as long as it makes sense for what I'm doing, Um, because that's my comfort level, and that's my online strategy, and that can be very different than yours. You may even be somewhere in between where you'll accept some invitations within the private service industry, but not absolutely everybody. And the main thing is understand who you are, what you're comfortable with, because if you start stretching beyond that, it's going to be a tool you're not going to use.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it becomes it becomes useless, basically. So uh, that's, those right. are really, really good points. So, hey, before we go, Donna, we've got about four minutes left. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't give you the opportunity to be able to touch on um, how people can get in touch with you. If they need to have their resumes peaked at, if they want to learn how to do some interviews, uh, you know, because you do that as well, Uh, or if they just want to talk with you about LinkedIn, how do they get in touch with you?
1: So the best way is to come through my website and hang in there because it's incredibly long. So it's uh, www.personal.com touchcareerservices.com so once again personal touchcareerservicesplural.com and if you come to the contact page you can actually access my online calendar and schedule a time to connect with me and and speak with me directly Uh, of course please feel free to reach out to me on linkedin i'm under donna shannon i'm here in denver that's another way to find me too Uh, And, of course, I'll go ahead and give you my office number. That's 720-452-3400. Again, the phone number here in Denver, 720-452-3400.
0: Well, thank you so much, Donna. It's always such a pleasure to have you on DEMA Live. I think that what you do for the association and its members is extremely valuable. I think that um, you're such a huge asset and resource to all of our membership. And I just wanted to personally thank you for all the time that you've uh, invested in DEMA and uh, all the help that you've been able to provide all of our membership.
1: Yeah, and one last thing. You were mentioning members' benefits. We do offer a 10% discount on our writing services for any and all DEMA members.
0: That is correct, and that is in our benefits section. So uh, when you guys see that, make sure you go there and check it out tomorrow. Uh, In the uh, benefits categories, you guys will be able to see that. Um, So uh, once again, thank you so much, Donna. Um, That's going to do it for another edition of DEMA Live. Um, as always, we thank Donna for uh, for sharing her time with the association on the radio show today. We look forward to seeing her at convention in September. DJ, we're we're looking for you uh, to to be on next week's show, so we can't wait to have you back. Um, if uh, anyone has any questions regarding how you can become more involved in your local DEMA chapter, or if you have questions about the private service industry in general. Please feel free to contact us at info@domesticmanagers.com at if you'd like to be a guest on the show or have suggestions of potential get topic or a guest that you'd like us to interview. Please contact us at that same email address, which is info@domesticmanagers.com. If you can't catch our live show on Wednesdays at noon Eastern, please feel free to listen to previous episodes. The show is available as a podcast on uh, BlogTalkRadio.com iTunes and now as of tomorrow, the new website. So you'll be able to just click on that. Uh, If you subscribe, you will be notified uh, when we post our most recent episodes uh, from uh, iTunes. We're excited to announce we will be back next Wednesday, uh, June 6th, when we will have uh, hopefully David Gonzalez and Andrew Lowry on the show. We're going to be talking about placement agencies and and the industry in general Uh, until then. I have been your host, Matthew Hack, and on behalf of all of my colleagues and the staff at DEMA, thank you for allowing us to continue to serve those that serve others.